Next on BYU Sports Nation, the Y Factor for BYU basketball. Which player can lift the Cougars to a new, improved level? National Championship Center and new BYU football assistant coach Ryan Pugh joins us. Why did he follow Jeff Grimes to Brigham? We've got basketball game night predictions and one, plus an Olympic guard that has nothing to do with basketball. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans All everywhere. Night. That it is. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Tuscaloosa Billboard Manager. Jerem Jordan. Glad to see that UCF got my message about putting up the We Want Bama thing, billboard. Not a joke. Now, there was a f- an Alabama fan at the national championship game that said, We Want UCF. <laughs> Which <laughs> is a fantastic sign. <laughs> fantastic play. But this just in, I don't know if, the, okay, hardly any of the group of five teams that ever make a splash can maintain it. It's hard. Okay, Boy- Especially when you Boy- lose State your head coach. Yeah, so if you're really good, like, let's say that Utah State has, like, an amazing year, okay? They go 12-1. and one. They're going to lose the head coach. He's not going to stay in Logan, okay? He's going to – so I don't know that it's sustainable in Orlando at UCF. They put up a billboard so, so in, in okay. Tuscaloosa that said, how about a home and home series with UCF, Alabama? Why would they do that? They're not doing that. But I like the braggadocious nature of this. Like, if BYU did this, we'd be the same exact thing, right? <laughs> Would we put up a billboard in Tuscaloosa, yeah. though? Maybe. <laughs> you know there's certain companies around here that would uh, foot the bill for that. I want to see know a that. billboard. I want to see a billboard somewhere in Utah County that just says BYU football, 1984 national champions. <laughs> No, put it in Salt Lake County. <laughs> yes, yes. No. A 1984 National is, Champions billboard in Salt Lake this County. This is the Pac-12 sticker equivalent. Do not do it. No, it would be hilarious. Ultimate it would be troll funny. job. It would be funny, but don't do it. Do it. If don't you have it. the expendable income and you're looking for a way to troll Utah shall fans. I na- shall I name all the Utah Valley <laughs> companies that can do this? Ding, yes. ding, ding, ding. You know what they are. 1984 National Champions billboard in Salt Lake County. Be, oh, now, please. Please. Now, and then a seven in a row billboard goes up right next to it. We are not doing this, people. Start it up. WCC. Start it up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, enough of that. Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Game night for BYU men's basketball. The Cougars host Pepperdine at 9 p.m. Eastern in a bounce-back opportunity. The Waves struggling. 0-4 in conference, injury-plagued. But they have won four of the last six against BYU. Unbelievable. The Cougars are a 96.8% winning favorite according to ESPN's Basketball Power Index. You can watch the game live on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio. And a 17.5 point favorite, by the way. A 17 plus? Of course it would be 17. Of course it's 17. We should probably discuss that later. Yes, and and we used to do going for two. We, We went away from that, right? Oh, how I've missed it. Okay, we did this fantasy football thing. We went away from it. Guess what? Guess what? We're bringing back one that we think is going to stick, okay? That's coming up later in the show. Jimmer Fredette is a Chinese Basketball Association All-Star for the second year in a row. This is a huge shock to nobody. He will also participate in the three-point competition on Saturday, the All-Star Games on Sunday. Fredette averaging 37 a game. 
Is that down from last year? For because my, our like discussion was when he averaged 40 a game, I believe. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Not bad. Hey, good luck in the three-point competition in the All-Star game. He dunked in the All-Star game last year in the CBA. And Stephon, professional basketball and Stephon player, Marbury approached dunk. him and said, I didn't know you could do that. And then Jimmer proceeded to shove Stephon Marbury this season. Fantastic. <laughs> I love it. I love the angry Jimmer. Kyle Collinsworth has been waived by the Dallas Mavericks. If Collinsworth is not picked up by another NBA team in a 48-hour period, his rights return to the Texas Legends of the G League. Also, the Mavericks have some 10-day contracts that they can use to try out players and open up extra roster spots so he could stay with the big team. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll, we'll see where he lands. Women's basketball takes on Pepperdine as well in Malibu, so they have the better end of the uh, straw, if you will. Tonight at uh, 10 Eastern on the W.TV, the Cougars have won four of the last five games. It's time for BYU to take control in Firestone Fieldhouse. Somebody do it. Good grief. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The basketball Y factor. BYU has two clear A factors on the basketball court this season. Consistency, game in and game out. Those two individuals also happen to be my number two and three players in the latest WCC Player of the Year Power Poll. Hashtag shameless plug. They are Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryant. There are 12 other guys on the current BYU roster that would like to join those two as the secret sauce, if you will. We like to call it the Y Factor. Jerem, the Twitter question, please. Who will be the Y Factor for BYU Hoops for the rest of the season? Not Yoli Childs or Elijah Bryant, okay? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At BYUAlbert, I can't tell you who it will be, but I can tell you who it needs to be. TJ Haas, attempts, points, and percentages are all down, but all it takes is one good game to get the mojo back. We thought he had the mojo back after he was on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. We thought that we changed things. He had 20 and 24 in back-to-back games. Mm -hmm. Maybe we need to get him on the show again. Maybe. Something, right? Contrary to recent shows, Jerem and I have formed an alliance. Will you form an alliance with me, Jerem? Yes. And are in lockstep with our answer to today's Twitter question. We think the Y factor for any meaningful future success is TJ Haas, which takes us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. TJ Haas is scoring 7.3 points per game in West Coast Conference play. That is four games. He has not scored in double figures. TJ Haas is a better player than this. I think that this scheme and his role in this scheme has taken some adjustment. And that TJ Haas has chosen to be a more unselfish player. He's not shooting the ball very well, but we know that he is a good shooter. We saw it last year. The West Coast Conference does a 10-player all WCC team. He was a member of this as a freshman. In fact, there are only two freshmen who have ever done that, Spencer. Do you know who the other one was? It was Daniel Ainge. So TJ Haas is a good player, right? He needs to play better, and I think he will. I think that at this point in the season, we've crossed the midpoint, that Heath Troyer, Tim Lacombe, and Dave, Dave Rose, and Quincy Lewis will figure it out with the, this particular player. Now, it should be noted that his rebounds... And his assists are up. His assist-to-turnover ratio is, quote, off the charts. Oh, it's outstanding. Said yesterday. But he's better than a 32.3-point shooter. He is better than a 37% shooter from the field overall. T.J. Haas is the Y factor. If this team's going to do anything this season besides finish third and go to the NIT and bow out in the first and second rounds, 
TJ Haas will have more of an impact. Greg Rubel joined us yesterday to talk about TJ getting back to the TJ of his freshman year. Listen to this. He was one of the 10 best players in this league last year, was a first conference, first team all-conference player. And so uh, it, it's okay to expect more from TJ. And I think TJ can still deliver more, and there's a lot of time left to do so. And as to what's missing, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it really is beyond he's missing shots right now that, that, that we expect him to make. In BYU wins, TJ Haas averages 12 points a game and is shooting 35% from the three-point line. Which he, he could be a 40% three-point shooter, which he was last year. In losses, he averages eight points a game and is shooting 22% from the three-point line. Okay, can we be any more clear? If, if TJ Haas plays a little bit better, if BYU can get a little bit more from him, they probably win the game against Pacific. And just maybe the difference, he's the difference in the game against St. Mary's. Amen to this. Yes, yes. I think yes. it is that simple. TJ is a critical part of this team. BYU has a big three, and he is part of the big three. I thought he was the white factor last year and remains so this season. Listen, if he scores 12 points and shoots at least 35% from three, BYU wins. Mark it down all year. Mark it down all year. And he is the life factor. There are others who can contribute, okay, because it is a team game ultimately, although basketball and individual can have a bigger impact in this game than almost any other sport in my opinion. Um, he can just come down and shoot it, right? Tom Brady needs the O-line to block a little bit and for a guy to catch a ball. Other guys, okay, Zach Selyus, he is a much better shooter than he has proven. Okay, we'll talk about that coming up later. McKay Cannon, his first week he goes off, and then he hasn't really had a huge imprint offensively on the team much in terms of scoring the basketball. Yeah, he's made timely shots and made right. timely plays. Joshir Hardnett, he's a guy that's scoring double figures in just three games. He's gonna He picks his spots when he kind of – uh, emerging. He's a, more of a setup guy, although his assist turnover ratio is not, not great at this point. Good defender. Dalton Nixon needs to get healthy and then help this team with some putbacks, some good defense. Peyton Dastrup, one for five in league play from three. He's not really shooting threes, and he's only made one in four games. Like in an individual game, he would have been the Y factor against Utah, right? Sure. Yeah. Came off the bench, had uh, eight points. A couple something. of big threes. Took a charge. Like, all that stuff matters. But, but those guys are more role players. Like, a, a critical piece of the puzzle is T.J. Haas. BYU does have a big three. Right now it's a big two. T.J. Haas needs to emerge a little bit more, and he can. I, like, he could have a really nice game tonight, and I would not be shocked. He could have 20 in any given game, and I would not be shocked. T.J. Haas is a really good player. And, yes, this is a funk for him. But if and when he breaks out of this, watch out. If BYU's big three can play like the big three and he can join what Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryant have been doing, BYU won't just win games. They will crush opponents, especially teams that they're supposed to beat on paper, like Pepperdine, like Santa Clara. Like, if he plays well, I don't think it'll be close. If they get a little bit more from him, they will win games. And more importantly, you'll, you'll have a chance in two weeks from tonight in Moraga. Absolutely. He is the glue, the special sauce, the Y factor for BYU's chances to win games against St. Zaga. He's the ginger sauce. (laughs) Please pass the ginger sauce. Indeed. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Here we go. You got tweets. Who will be the Y factor for BYU hoops for the rest of the season? Not Yoli Childs or Elijah Bryant. At Kiwi Jackman tweets in, I'm going to say Dave Rose. 
His record speaks for itself. He has consistently taken his team to postseason games, and he did a dang good job of kicking cancer to boot. Is there nothing he can't do? Now, there might be something to this because Dave's got to figure out a way, along with his assistants, to get more from TJ, to put him in a spot to succeed. Yes. And maybe maybe the, uh, the offense has been a little more strict in what they're trying to do and get. Maybe that loosens up just a touch for certain guys in certain situations to enable them more. I don't know. Like, is, is TJ Haas and Zach Sellis have clearly been affected by the schematic change. The schematic change has helped the team overall, but there's been a regression from those two individuals within this. So I wonder what they can do to help them loosen up a little bit. Yeah, you've got to constrict early when you make significant changes. Yes. And then you can loosen the bands a little bit. Yes. And, and we're in the second half of the season so I'm interested to see what adjustments BYU makes, if any, uh, to enable those guys. Or maybe BYU sticks with those, too. But a third guy has to emerge for BYU to get out, break out of the status quo, in my opinion. To be next level, to improve, right? We've talked about improvement. To, to validate the improvement yes. in the win-loss column. At Grizzfather tweets in, it just doesn't seem that this offense fits TJ Haas' game. He has always been in an up-tempo, run-and-gun style offense, so I'm going to say Jashir Hardnett has to be the guy to step up and be the Y factor after... Yo, Ellie. <laughs> I just, yeah, yo, Ellie. Perfect. I just don't know that Josh Shearer is going to be like a 13, 14 point a game guy. TJ scored 24 points in a game this year. TJ, yeah. And he could do that on any given night. TJ Haas is the two guard in this offense, not the point guard. And that has affected his game in a way. I think he is a better free flow offense kind of guy, but that's because that's what he ran at Lone Peak. That's what he ran last year. So this is, there's certainly restraints within the offense. But it's to get a better shot. So when that shot is taken, it needs to be knocked down. TJ's taking better shots. They're just not, He's not going making down. them right now. He will yep. start to make those. And if they can loosen up his role within the offense and make him feel more at home, per se, watch out. Watch out. Like, I'd be Could okay be if he was a little, a little more loose on offense. Still takes good shots, but a little more loose. Yeah. Coming up, an Olympic silver medalist. Joins us in Studio B. Plus, former MTV reality star and a new member of the BYU football coaching staff makes his BYUSN debut. Assistant coach Ryan Pugh next. Actually, champ, dude. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. You know who he is. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. It is a ball night, people, and that means men's basketball is live on BYU TV versus Pepperdine tonight at 9 Eastern time. Pre-game with our office mate Jason Shepard at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. Who will be the Y factor for BYU basketball the rest of the season? Not Yoli Childs or Elijah Bryant. At our Greenhaw tweets, and normally I'd say TJ Haas. But Zach Selyus is my guy. We need a consistent perimeter shooter, and he can be that guy. I believe that Zach plays a huge role in this team. I just don't think it's as big as TJ Haas. Zach can be the Y factor in an individual game. Yes. We're talking about the season. Yes, we're talking about the rest of the way. Like, if, if TJ Haas is his normal self, I think BYU's 4-0 in league, and we're talking about can BYU win the league. That would be the conversation. Instead, uh, it's, okay, there's a missing yeah. element here. What is it? Yeah. For the season, we agree. It's and gotta, and, if, be TJ and if Elijah Bryant takes the last shot in the two losses in the league for BYU, maybe BYU's 3-1, 4-0. Who knows? He needs to be taking those shots, man. 
just little things. EB3. Like a bucket or more from TJ. Yep. Elijah Bryant taking the final shot. Like uh, a hustle play by Dalton Nixon. Who knows? Yep. Just make one more play. Yep. Our first guest of the day will be a new offensive coach for BYU football. Jeff Grimes chose a guy he used to coach, Ryan Pugh, to help out on the offensive side of the ball, despite knowing about other really good available coaches. So why did Jeff Grimes go with Ryan Pugh? He said this last night to Greg Rebell on Behind the Mic. I've always known when I had the chance to hire my offensive line coach, it was going to be Ryan Pugh. And and I know a lot of really good offensive line hmm. coaches, and there were a lot that were very interested in this job. All right, there you go. Jeff Grimes on Ryan Pugh last night on Behind the Mic with Greg Rebell. Guess who's in Studio B now? The man, Ryan Pugh. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Up, Thank you guys for having me. Uh, excited to be here. Um, it's been a unique experience for the first week or so, um, getting settled in, but I'm excited to be here. I appreciate you guys having me on. Have you been to Utah before? Never. Drove up uh, through a couple of states I haven't been through yet from San Antonio on my way here. It was uh, it was a long drive, but it was good. Uh, parts of the country I've never seen. and uh, But I think I'm fitting in nicely now. Yeah. You use the word unique. It's about to get weird in Studio B, Ryan. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you're ready for this. I've, I've, I've been exposed to a lot of unique things <laughs> in my lifetime. I'm not sure if I'm ready for this yet or not, but uh, let's do it. Well, your high school team was featured in an MTV reality show. Yeah, I was born with one of these things on me. You know, it's it's weird. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But to go to high school and go to go to school every day with a microphone on and a camera in your face and a boom mic over you, a lot of kids don't get that experience in high school. And um, it's something that I I was able to use at an early age to be in front of the the media, um, playing in a high profile uh, position at in high school, and then going on to college and doing the same thing. Uh, you were ready for it, and so. Um, now it's it's kind of second nature. You, you, it just happens. This is an old Hoover, hat for Hoover you, man. High, man. Yeah, yeah. Man, Hoover. Uh, when what was the process like of Jeff Grimes getting this job, and then the contact with you, and then you accepting it? Um, it was uh, in this profession. I think there's things that uh, always happen, and you always kind of see play out. Uh, you don't necessarily know really um, until you're in touch with them. Um, I've always known that Jeff has always thought very highly of BYU, uh, and his, his experience here with his family. And so when I was working for him at our prior places, uh, he always talked about the impact that Provo had on him and his family and how much they really enjoyed it. And, and they still have close friends, uh, from Provo. And so he just, he always talked about it. And so when I, I knew that, uh, the, the opportunity was available in the back of my mind. I always felt that um, he would be a great fit here uh, and have a lot of success. And I just always always joked with him because if you look at my bio, my I've, I've moved around a good bit. But I, I told him, you know, I said, hey, you know, I hope you hope you get the job. And then I said, you know, my bags are always packed and you don't even have to ask me. <laughs> so um, but no, I, I told him, I said, well, can we make this one a little longer than the rest? My wife's tired of moving every 11 months. And so actually bought a house last week, and so we're excited. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Well, I moved things quick. Ha- things happen fast. Yeah, I, I'm not wasting any time here. Just make it as awkward and unique in the same sentence as possible. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Has anyone confused you for a player? No. Not yet? Not yet. I think that might happen, Ryan. Uh, I can't wait to hear this one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might happen. What was Jeff Grimes like as a coach at Auburn? He was a teacher. 
Uh, and he was a motivator, uh, and he was a role model. And it's what I talked to uh, the offensive lineman yesterday about in my meeting, and that's who I want to be. The impact he had on me uh, as a player outside of football, I think, was the most important thing that happened in my life, was able to um, really allow me to mature, grow up at a fast rate, um, faster than I was in college, a lot of distractions out there. But to be able to focus in on kind of being the best you you can be, um, not only on the field, because, I mean, that's what we're here. That's what these young men are here to do. That's what I was at Auburn to do was to be a football player. And I thought that's all I was there to do. Um, but then I realized there was a lot more to playing football and the platform and the, the stage you have uh, to impact young people around you, people that look up to you, um, but also the impact he had on me. And so that that was – it was it was an experience that I guess I didn't get enough of because I keep working for him and I just keep following him around. And I can't can't shake him, but it's it's an experience that that I want to have on these young men that he had on me and in the coaching aspect that was that was fun. I mean the, the playing playing the game of football that's what that's what I lived to do at that time in my life and now I live to I can't get it out of my system. I want to I want the guys that I coach and the players that we're around to have the same experience I had as a player and I, I wish everyone that plays college football because of what they go through, the time restraints, the work they put into things. Everyone should have the opportunity to win a national championship because that's the ultimate goal in this sport. And, and to be able to experience that in the doors it opens for you in your career, is, it's unbelievable. What were your emotions like Monday as you watched the rival Alabama, having been an Auburn player, and then another SEC team in Georgia? Play for the national championship. My wife was really conflicted. Uh, she went to Auburn as well. My sister-in-law went to uh, that other school in the state. <laughs> and, um, and the biggest rivalry, like you said, is our neighbors to the east. So, I mean, I told I, – I think I was talking to one recruiter, and then I was like – he asked, who are you pulling for? And I said, uh, neither. If there was a way for this game to just end with no winner, I'm good. Um, you were like Charles Barkley. Said absolutely. The same thing. I want it to end in a tie. Nobody wins. I don't even play the game, you know, just something happened. The lights work, don't work, something, you know, they just have to avoid that one this year. Uh, love Charles, and, and he, he's he's quite a character, but I, um, he, he's an Auburn man as well. And, and so out of fun, yeah, I would have liked to have seen no winner. But in this in this profession, you have a lot of good friends on both sides of that ball, um, both sides of that game, and, and you have a lot of respect for both of the staffs and players in that game. What was the process like for you – once you made the decision to follow Jeff to get hired and get situated, and I mean, what, what has your life been like the last month? Hmm. That's a good question. Do you really want to know? <laughs> um, <laughs> last month, you know, uh, like I said, you had, you had an idea that you were going to have the opportunity to go not sure yet. Um, that came to fruition after the early signing period. Um, so, after the Christmas, uh, after the Christmas holidays, right around that time, coming up here to Utah for my first time, um, and, and being able to go through that process, and then trying to go back home and make sure that you always put your family first and and, and spend time with them, and it was good. It was relaxing um, mentally. Uh, my wife, who is 33 weeks pregnant right now, oh. and um, yeah, she loves me a lot for moving her. Um, so I'm trying to make sure I, I do my best to take care of her um, from a distance and, and get her up here as quickly as possible so we can have the baby here. But um, throwing that on top of taking a new job, moving houses, uh, two dogs, and, uh, yeah, it's a bundle of joy. Uh, and a lot of fun, a lot of stressful nights, uh, wow. a lot of logistics. But I, I've got a great wife who 
is way better at this than me, and I wouldn't be here What's without her. What's her name? Kathy Lee. Shout out to Kathy Lee. She the real MVP, right? Real MVP. Yeah. I couldn't do it without her. First kid? First one. Oh, man, this is a big one, too. Yeah, baby girl. I'm done. So <laughs> I'm replaced. The two, dogs have, already, the, the two yeah. dogs have already replaced me. So, you know, I just try to hang in there in third place. Now I just got moved to fifth. So, um, yeah. Are you, are you an outdoors guy? Because this is, like, one of the best outdoor states. Love, love being outdoors. Grew up hunting and fishing my whole life. Um, You're going to love it here. I, I can't wait. That's what people say. And so I, I got to get all my I got to get all my, my stuff up here. You know, I can't I, I'm not a hunter gatherer. You know, I'm not going to jump on the back of something and kill it right now. You know, but, but I, I got to get all in the, the mountains. Yeah, I, people might look at me weird and then really think what those people from the southeast. Yeah, they're really weird. And so, you know, I get SEC. Yeah, no, I you know, I wear my cowboy boots and people kind of like, mm, you're not from here, but it's good. I uh I enjoy the people here are unbelievably nice. We've repped the South, man. Moment. How much have you been able to get to know uh, the players that you're going to be coaching? I've spent a lot of time trying to get to know them in this process of um, change for them. You know, they're coming back to school this week. They got started this week. We've had a couple of meetings uh, as a team and then as a position group, um, trying to get our staff locked in, get our offense built, all those things, you know, and making time for them. And so over the next few weeks while recruiting slows down a little bit once we get to the home stretch of signing day we'll really hone in in February on spending devoting all of our time to them right now we're trying to devote as much time to my players as much as the recruiting aspect of things as much to my family so there's a lot going on but uh making sure the players know they're first and foremost that uh that I love those guys and I talked to them yesterday in a meeting about it and it's it's weird to hear that you know meeting you really for the first time and, and to say hey guys I love you guys man I said well it's it's kind of like going on a first date you know you you might have gone on a first date before and got home and thought man I really love that girl you know but then you progress and so first meeting is kind of like a first date you're getting to know each other but then you build that trust factor and you um you go out there and you go to battle every day and you go to work and you, you just you build a unique relationship that lasts not just for the one to four years that you're here playing football but for a lifetime and that um like the relationship I have with Jeff New offensive assistant coach, Ryan Pugh with us on BYU Sports Nation, comes with Jeff Grimes as the new offensive coordinator. How would you describe your ideal offensive lineman? Mm. First, I think you've got to be tough. I think you've got to be physically tough, and you've got to be willing to impose your will on a defensive lineman uh, for 60 minutes in a game. I think that, first and foremost, is the most important aspect of being an offensive lineman, is a physically tough individual. I think you have to be um, – Someone who who is selfless. You got to love the game, and you got to have a passion for the game that's deeper than anyone else on the field. Because you realize, and like everyone says, you're not going to get the credit. They only know you when you screw it up, and and the, it's obvious when you do. Because something bad, really bad, is going to happen. You know, there's not many times that uh, you make a a great a bad block up front, and unless you got someone really special behind you, a quarterback or running back, then then you might get off the hook. You wouldn't know anything about that, would you, Ryan, about having a no. special player behind you when you played? No. I, I, I was fortunate enough to play with at least one or two that, that made the guys up front that I played with look really good, um, <laughs> made Jeff look like a really good offensive line coach. <laughs> really, this whole time, it hasn't been Jeff. It's been me. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, he, uh, but yeah, it was 
but I think you have to have that passion for the game to be willing to do whatever it takes to be great at a position because you are a unique athlete. You're the only athlete in the world who plays a sport where you're not seeing the object of the sport. The, the object of the sport is the football, and it's always behind you. It's always out of your sight. There's no other sport. You don't do that. So an offensive lineman, when you say, well, you're unique, you know, no, you really are. There is no other sport and no other position in sports where that's the case. You don't ever see the object of the ball. So you have to develop a sixth sense of kind of where people are around you. And, and so that, that goes along with the things, I think, traits that I think you have to have to play offensive line would be great but physical toughness being smart uh, passionate for the game an aspect of leadership that you're able to bring others along with you uh, I think there's a lot of things that go, in, go into playing offensive line but those two most importantly uh, Jeff Grimes at LLSU you were at UTSA this past season right mm-hmm. how much in the recruiting process between now and uh, you know the beginning of February in the next three weeks or so are you guys working on the guys that kind of Kalani Sataki had targeted already versus some connection that you two may have? Um, I think in, in both c- cases, we're going to be looking at more so the guys we've already targeted here with, with Coach Sataki and now moving on to 2019. I think this class with the early signing period, um, with uh, returning missionaries coming back, I think combining all that with what we've already done in recruiting for 2018, I think now allows us to turn our attention to 2019, not saying that we've moved past everything and that we're not still pursuing guys in the 18 class because we are, and we're looking to obviously improve your roster every day through recruiting. And so, um, turning our attention and, and zeroing our focus in on a few handful of guys that are still out there for the 2018 class that we're going, going after, and then moving on to the 2019 class, um, is, is what I think our main focus will be getting down to the wire on signing day. Ryan Pugh with us on BYU Sports Nation talking BYU football. First five games of next year's BYU schedule at Arizona, Cal at home, at Wisconsin, McNeese State at home, and then at Washington. What do you think about the first five? Sounds awesome. I mean, if you're not a competitor, you, why? If you get into this sport and you're a competitor, you have to love that for five weeks. Nothing but pure competitiveness. I, uh, I'm excited. I think you can tell I just perked up thinking about the first five games of the season. But if you love to play this game, and that's why you come to BYU is to play games just like that. Um, and it doesn't matter where we're ranked, where they're ranked. It does not matter. You line it up and you play the game of football and you play it with a tough mentality than, and with the tradition that this university has always had. Um, I, don't, I don't think anyone in the country wouldn't love to be a part of those first five games. If you're somewhere random and you hear a war eagle, what is the automatic response? War eagle. Just just part of who you are, right? Correct. We are the Tigers, though, but it's War Eagle. <laughs> and there is a certain version of that that probably won't fly as much around campus. Right. <laughs> Ryan, great to have you, man. Welcome to uh, BYU and BYU Sports Nation. Thank you, Spencer, Jerem. I really appreciate it. It's been great. All right, we need you to sign our flag, if you don't mind. We've, we've been looking for, like, an all-SEC center from a national championship team to really? sign the flag. Okay. So it's amazing that you showed up today because that was the criteria. We Unique. Were for. I can get you a few other ones, too, because yeah. – uh, Just they... sign as Cam Newton as well. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Yes. Give, give him the silver one, too. You can sign with whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, you oh, you choose, y'all are too – well, y'all are yeah, way too nice. I'm not whatever. that important, you know. <laughs> uh, who, uh, an MTV star. Reality star. Yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> no. Great you guys are the too. you guys are the stars. I mean, come on, I'm coming on your show, right? This, this was a good first date for all of good. us, right? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. We appreciate it. Hey, and one's coming up next. What is this? Jeremy's really excited about it, and you I should am. be.
We make our predictions for BYU and Pepperdine. This is BYU Sports Nation. Are we bring on Rafer Alstead if it's analytics. No, we're done. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143, nationally simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. We just spoke with new offensive assistant coach Ryan Pugh, national champion at Auburn. He was the center for Cam Newton. He was fantastic. If you missed any of the interview, download the podcast. Tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern, BYU TV and BYU Radio will have funeral coverage for the 16th president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Thomas S. Monson. That's tomorrow starting at 1 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. One more look at our BYU Sports Nation headlines today, beginning with this. Game night for BYU men's hoops. The Cougars host Pepperdine, 9 p.m. Eastern, a bounce-back opportunity with the waves coming in at 0-4 in conference and injury-plagued, but... Don't forget, Pepperdine has beaten BYU in four of the last six matchups. Thanks for that reminder. The Cougars are a 96.8% winning favorite, according to ESPN's BPI. Game live on BYU TV and BYU Radio 9 Eastern. Jimmer Fredette is a Chinese Basketball Association All-Star for the second year in a row. He will also participate in three-point competition. Fredette is averaging 37 a game. Kyle Collinsworth waived by the Dallas Mavericks. That, according to Mavs play-by-play man Mark Folliwill, the Mavs claimed Jalen Jones, prompting the move for Collinsworth. That said, Big Russia 5, if he clears waivers, could be back with the Texas Legends in two days or maybe sign a 10-day contract. We'll keep you updated. And Women's Hoops takes on Pepperdine as well, but in Malibu. That's better than Provo. Tonight at 10 Eastern on the W.TV, the Cougars have won four of the last five games. We have been missing something from this specific basketball season. Really good opinions. Something near and dear to our hearts. <laughs> Not named good opinions. And that is two predictions for each BYU basketball game. We are calling it and one. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. The idea is our first projection is worth two points. And after the whistle blows, the second pick is worth an additional point. Hey, just like the actual rules of the game. Yeah, this is a new going for two version. I like it. Either. Yeah, I missed that. Jerem, lead us off. Give us your first pick for BYU and Pepperdine tonight. BYU will hold Pepperdine to 65 points or fewer. The Cougars giving up 66 a game. Pepperdine scoring 72 a game. So I go 65 or fewer. All right. And my N1 pick. N1. Zach Selyus will make a three-pointer. He's 0-3 in league. He's only taken three three-pointers in four league He's games? Th- yeah, yeah. Okay, he's shooting 33% this season. He's made a three in 11 of 17 games, but he's going through a a dry spell here. He will make a three tonight. Those are my two and one picks. Okay, so just to be clear, if you get both picks right, that's worth a total of three points. Yes. Like an First pick, two points. Second pick, one point. Okay. Okay. My first pick, TJ Haas, will score in double figures for the first time in West Coast Conference play. It is unbelievable that he hasn't done that to this point. It's going to happen tonight. And one. BYU. You ready for it, Jerem? Yep. By 17 plus. They're already a 17 and a half point favorite. But we know all about the curse of 17 plus on this show. Well, we don't know it when you say exactly. It. <laughs> That's why I'm trying it out tonight. BYU by 17 plus as my and one pick. And that, my friends, is how we do it. Okay, it is on now because uh, this season, without going for two or whatever, we haven't had something like this. The second halves, if it's a blowout, had not been as fun. Now we have these prop bet kind of things yes. that we can yes. keep a tally and, of. And you put 65 points as the mark for BYU to hold Pepperdine to. So, like, 
you will be sweating bullets the last few minutes of the game if they're like 61. We're like BBs. I don't, I don't sweat that hard. <laughs> and BYU's leading by 18, and then Pepperdine scores a bucket. Yeah, and then, yeah. You know, so here we go. The prop bets BYU go. approved are back in the form of and one. And one. Man, we're just such street ballers. This is perfect for us. Yes. Said nobody. Oh, baby! <laughs> Who's that guy? Where's they, that guy, man? They, I think there was like an alternative version of the And One League that came to Timview. The professor! Yeah. The, oh, dude, the professor's <laughs> legit, man. Let's get him on. Ben, let's get him on the show. The And One mixtape tour. <laughs> that was awesome in its day. 2005 or whatever it was. Uh, when I was back in my prime. Hey, coming up, Kyle Collinsworth and Tyler Haas news. It's in the Cougar Whip Room. Tyler Haas? Mm-hmm. In, Playing in, in the, the new nib- found land? In the Niblick? Up next, an Olympic medalist and the man in charge of BYU Gymnastics. Guard Young joins us to preview the Cougars' home opener. This is BYU Sports Nation. And what? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Mi nombre es Spencer Linton. That is Jaron George. Jaron. I've, I'm used to that. I don't even. Jaron. I think that's the first time I've called you Jaron. At least not Jerome. His name is Jerem Jordan, people. Hello. This is our 1,157th show. That's a pretty good streak, Cal Ripken. Live from Studio B. Took that long for me to mess it up that way. <laughs> Day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Take it away, Jaron. Wilkie. <laughs> Men's basketball plays Pepperdine tonight at 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. Pre-game on BYU Radio at 8 Eastern. The Cougars a 17.5-point favorite. Who will be the Y factor for BYU basketball for the rest of the season? Not Yoli Childs or Elijah Bryant. At Laser Sheep says... Jasheer Hardnett. Mm. He has poise, takes care of the ball, can score at the basket, looks to distribute the ball for easier shots, and still competes for the best hair. What a find. He will do something this very night. Nostris Nocturnus. Which is Latin for own the night. He's the guy I think that could be the Y factor in an individual game or a few. But the season, got to go with TJ Haas. Joining us now in Studio B, Olympic silver medalist. All-around good man, head coach of BYU Gymnastics, Guard Young. And I just want to point something out. Guard, you had a significant member of your family pass away today, and yet you are here with us. So we appreciate you being here with us uh, during a hard time. Yeah, grandmother, 90 years old, and uh, this morning quietly passed in her you know, sleep and, and lived a long, great life, great supporter of me, loved her Utah Jazz, and some of the great memories were Olympic trials and the pond in Anaheim, California. You know, over a decade ago. So we love you, Grandma. All right. Well, we appreciate you being here uh, amidst all of that. Yeah. And I know that life goes on and it's crazy. You're in the middle of uh, starting another gymnastic season. Uh, at this point, how would you describe your team after one meet? I love where we're at. Um, we got tons of depth, which, you know, in the course of a 14 week season, you're going to need all those players. Um, and it's nice that you don't have to maybe press a sore ankle or something. You can say, hey, why don't you just take it on the side this weekend, and we'll get you back next weekend and let this you know, up-and-comer maybe get a shot. So we have uh, some great senior leadership this year with uh, four great girls, uh, Jill Van Mierlo, Mackenzie Douglas, Kylie Greenleaf, and Brittany Hawes. And, and then we have some great young talent as well. Up at the Utah meet, we started uh, six freshmen. Wow. So we got a great mix, mix in the bag with some great enthusiastic freshmen and some great leadership from our top. What did you see in the Utah meet that encouraged you? We're doing good gymnastics. 
um, on the vault. We had three girls throw 10-0 vaults, um, which is, you know, getting up there uh, among some of the best. On floor, we had three girls do e-passes, which are some of the hardest in the country. What's an um, e-pass? An e-pass would be instead of doing a double flip, you're doing a full twist with that flip. Mm. Um, we have a girl doing a huge, a freshman, uh, Abby Miner, doing a huge double layout. You don't want to miss it. I mean, it's just, I, that's a skill I could never get. You know, and so for me, I'm a little little jealous, <laughs> you know, at the same time. But, uh, you know, so we're doing some great dismounts on the bar, some some uh, national level double layouts, uh, dismounts. And so I like the gymnastics that we're performing. Yeah. And when you say throw a 10-0 vault, I mean, depending on the difficulty of your vault is how high of a score you can attain if you hit it perfectly. So that that's impressive to go yeah, for that's, it all. Yeah, that's right. Um, a few years ago, they actually took kind of the major vault that everyone was doing and they downgraded it to a 9-9. And so, you know, it's, it's been taken a couple of years for other programs to try to catch up, recruit it. Um, but get those 10 vaults back in the lineup. Who's the biggest BYU gymnastics fan you know? The biggest gymnastics fan? Tom Homo. Tom Homo. Oh, yeah. Loves his, loves his cougar gymnast. He goes Matt, to the Matt Richardson is, is right there with yeah. him, too. Now, where does Rory Linkletter uh, land? Because he, he is dating Jill Van Mierlo, and he is uh, a cross-country superstar. Yeah. Is he, on the, is he in the top three? Or, is, or does he have some work to do, Coach? I think he's a Jill Van Mierlo fan. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where Indeed. he lies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which is so funny because cross country is on the opposite end of gymnastics. Our longest routine is 80 seconds. So we're all out for 80 seconds. And don't ask us to go a second more. <laughs> You know, Rory's running for days upon days. You need days. to use that in a marketing campaign. 80 seconds of whatever. Of awesome. Yeah. 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 Okay. 80 seconds of awesome. That's okay. a free consultation. Maybe okay. on to something there. Which do you prefer, competing in the Smithfield House or the Marriott Center? Both are great venues. Um, I personally, Smithfield House, there's a lot of nostalgic there for my days. Um, but the crowd is so close to you and it's all wrapped around you that we absolutely love being in that field house because of the energy that uh, the crowd brings into the meets. Tell us about the meet uh, that's coming up uh, this weekend with, or tomorrow with uh, Cal Berkeley, who was ranked 11th preseason. You've got some Cougar connections, you honoring some alumni. This is, is going to be a fun time tomorrow night. Yeah, you know, to have a, a Pac-12 team like Cal coming to BYU, I think is is great for us to to go up against them. They made it to the national championships just a few years ago, so they have some great, great talent. Uh, uh, did their opener last week and beat Stanford. Um, Liz Crandall, who's the assistant coach there, is a former BYU, uh, was on the gymnastics team when I was around. So to have her come back is just a real treat. I think this is the first time she's going to be back to BYU since graduating. Back in the '90s, so wow, what a cool thing that she gets to come back and be in the Smithfield House, where she has some great memories. What did you learn about your team against Utah that makes you feel like you're going to go next level in tomorrow's first home meet? Uh, like I said, um, we really didn't focus on the scoring. The scoring, man, you know, judges are seeing stuff. You know, it's like some of those refs, maybe some bad calls. But no. again, we go back to the gymnastics that's being done and the girls are doing it. They've made the corrections. They've worked out over all, all the summer and the preseason. And we're just looking to catapult us into the next level. Officiating's a funny thing, right? It's, it's there's so much gray area. So subjective. So, so, so how much do you work 
the judges, if you will, like Dave Rosewood, the refs in basketball? There are rules in place where we have to stand back very, very far. And just like in ref, where if I overstep that line, I get a yellow card, and the next one is penalties from the team score. Yeah. So there's not a lot of working that goes along with the judges. But your voice could be heard from a certain distance, per se. Yep. (laughs) Do you ever yell? Nope. (laughs) 9975, what's this? Never that? Never. No? Never. You're a better man than I am. (laughs) This is true. However, the crowd cannot get yellow cards. I'm just going to say that. The crowd cannot get yellow cards. Let them know. Let them know in the Smith Fieldhouse, man. The crowd cannot get yellow cards. Good to know. Let the officials know. We need you. If you don't agree, be heard. There's a there's a makeup call on the second rotation. You know, there was a bad call on the uneven bars. So the vault, you get a little more. Yeah. Garden, which event are you most confident? Like if we said, okay, you have to compete in an event, which one would you choose? Me? Yeah. Personally? Yeah. Holy cow. It would not be the balance beam. <laughs> I get up there and I think this is nuts. I don't know how those girls do it. Four inches wide, four feet off the ground. Yeah. Um, I like the vault. Okay. Just go all out on the vault. Like if you had to do a vault today, what could you pull off today on vault? My vault today, Mm -hmm. uh, I'd be lucky to get over the table, I think. (laughs) So, you know, I actually did trade a vault the other day. It's an 80-foot runway, and you start running. You start gaining speed. And then all of a sudden you're going, what am I doing? This is nuts. Why would anyone hurdle themselves through this thing? And, uh, yeah, I stopped. Yeah, you made a good business if, decision. If we ever go to a tumbling gym or something, like, for work, can we bring you along as, like, the gunner? I'm there. Yeah. Let's go. Hey, we got yeah, a buddy. I'm, Let's I'm, have a competition. Right. The and then we bring you yeah, in. Bring yeah, yeah, in. Yes, yeah. he's our <laughs> BYU Gymnastics ringer. Yeah. Uh, we need something from BYU Gymnastics to display in studio. Whether it's a ribbon in the hair or something. Yeah, a powder bowl. We want to rep rep BYU Gymnastics in studio. Something. I think we have a couple of Lidtards lying around. We'll get you guys (laughs) their sizes. So... Okay, Jerem can't wait for that. It's going to be amazing. Uh, It's going to be awesome. Well, we look forward to uh, Friday's meet. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Guard. Guard, great to have you, man. Thanks. All right. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, who's going to be the Y factor for BYU basketball the rest of the season? But more importantly, Spencer, an update from the Niblick. Huh? With Tyler Haas. Ah, yes. He's NBL doing, Canada. He is doing work in the Niblick, which feels like it's overseas because it's in Newfoundland, but technically it's I, still not overseas. Yeah, I strained my Niblick last week playing basketball. So. <laughs> How many points did BYU's all-time leading scorer put up with his new Canadian team? That's part of the Cougar whip around. Not as, not as many as Jimmer in Canada. <laughs> in China. Where is he? China? Yeah, okay. Somewhere. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guest, Ryan Pugh, new what we assume will be the offensive line coach for BYU under offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes and the head coach of BYU Gymnastics, Guard Young. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. BYU Basketball, Dave Rose, by the way, re-airs coming up next on BYU TV, so stay tuned for that at 1 Eastern time. Also coming up this week, Coach Steve Cleveland. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. BYU hosts Pepperdine tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Pre-game with Jason Shepard at 8 on BYU Radio. Waves are 0-4 in conference this season, but have won four of the last six against BYU somehow. What? Cougars are a 17.5-point favorite tonight. 
Jimmer. Fredette is a Chinese Basketball Association All-Star for the second year in a row. Nobody Cougars. is shocked. Cougars in the association. <laughs> I'm just saying nobody is shocked. Uh, he's going to be in the three-point competition as well, averaging 37 a game. You can't pause too long. They'll move on. Spencer. I know. I know. Cougars, Cougars in the- overseas. <laughs> now we're going backward. Kyle Collinsworth has been waived by the Dallas Mavericks. Okay, now to Tyler Oz, right? Overseas. There we go. Seven points, even though he's not overseas. But it feels like it, right? Because he's so well, far Well, he's away. over a part of the Atlantic Ocean. Yes. Yeah. In the central division of the Niblick. Seven points, two assists for the St. John's Edge. Second game with this team, the Edge, in action tomorrow against the Kitchener-Waterloo Titans. Women's basketball. Ladies play uh, Pepperdine in Malibu tonight, 10 Eastern on the W.TV. The Cougars have won four of the last five. Track and field. BYU men's and women's track and field have their first meet of the 2018 season starting today as they host the annual BYU Indoor Invitational. Today's Rise and Chat brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets it today, Jerem? Ryan. Pew, pew. He gets it because he came in. He's fired up. He's intense. He's excited. I like the energy that he brought into Studio B. Loved it. You ready to run through a wall right now? You know, I tweeted that, and upon uh, further after further review this fall on BOTV, I decided that I would run through one of the walls over here because it's not actually rock. Okay. It just looks like rock. It looks solid. I can't get I can't get hurt, man. Come on, I can't have Shep taking my spot. Business here. decisions. <laughs> Who will be the Y factor for BYU basketball for the rest of the season? Let's go to the Twitter machine. At Broncos Lover says, I think the Shelly Bomber. McKay Cannon will be the Y Factor. He has the confidence, consistency, and plays with a certain swag that is needed. He's not afraid to be supportive, but step up when needed. Our elite tweet of the day from at Jake R. Kemp. TJ Haas has been and will continue to be the Y Factor, hopefully because we will all stop saying, why isn't TJ playing better? Isn't TJ shooting better? Why basketball? And we start saying, why did I ever doubt T.J. Haas? That's what we're all hoping for, right? Conversation continues 24, because he's shooting 33%. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Matt Carlino. BYU Sports Nation back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern. In one!